All right, well, thanks for listening to the Going Places podcast today. But before we get into the episode, I want to thank Wise File Cafe for sponsoring us. You can check out their menu at wisefilecafe.com. And if you're in the area, check them out on 114 North Shelby Street, Coffee and Bookstore. All right, thank you. And here we are. Welcome back to the Going Places podcast, Camden Clark here. And uh, today we have a special guest with us today uh, for this week. Uh, we've had him on before, and it's interesting. You know, we were talking about how since the last time we've had him on, you know, how things have changed, and you know, getting to know each other and getting involved with each other and stuff like that. And uh, it's just a blessing to have him on. He's uh, Pastor at Box Solid Community Church and also works for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Holden Pool. What is going on? Here we are. How are Here you? Here we are, doing it again, man. We're rocking and rolling. Yeah. Uh, everything's good, just having a, a great eventful Monday, man. So well, that's great. Yeah. So, um, you know, since the last time mm-hmm. that you're on the podcast back in May, you know, a lot has changed. But, you know, uh, with me getting involved in, you know, Box Solid as well as just, you know, different things and like that. So, tell me, uh, give a little update. What direction is the church going in? How have you been and things like that? Yeah, so it's, it's definitely uh, it's changed a good bit since the last time I was on here. Uh, we, I think the first time I was on, uh, we had just moved into the building. Uh, just now kind of transitioning from the bank building at First Baptist that they were letting us use. And so we moved into the Old Town Strip Mall. Uh, right off I-85, uh, where Bargain Shoes is, and so we moved into the building on the end, started there, and, uh, you know, it's been uh, 400, I think it's 467, 468 days now, no, t- take it back, excuse me, 648, I'm sorry, so uh, days since we launched Rocksaw Community Church, so we're a little bit short of two years now, but with that being said, um, it's been crazy to see how God's blessed us. We've leased more buildings in the strip mall, and now we've actually got to the point to where uh, we signed a, uh, a contract to deed last week uh, to set us up to purchase the whole strip mall on the 10.2 acres. So it's been awesome to see what God's done in a short time, and, man, just following him. So That really is great. And uh, also as well with, you know, just everything, you know, we talk about, you know, community. And that was a big thing we talked about last time. That community, unity, and, you know, just walking around, you know, you're showing me kind of different things with uh, adding on and uh, getting the building and all that. But mm-hmm. also, you know, with different places in the area, you know, you really have a vision of what, you know, you feel like God would like mm-hmm. you to do with it. So tell me about, you know, where I was going with that. Was that kind of the vision of everything yeah. and where it's, you know, kind of. Well, I mean, here, here's the thing. I, I was reading a book, and it talked about how there was a guy who had uh, vision beyond resources. And so, you know, uh, with Rock Salt Community Church, I've had a vision God's put on my heart, and he continues to put vision on my heart. And it's not necessarily meaning that everything I visualize is going to come to pass. But, you know, I, I do 
I do get to see in Scripture, you know, where we commit our ways and our actions to the Lord, and He'll establish our steps. And so I think it's important to be committed. I think it's important to have vision. And so with that being said, from the very beginning, I envisioned uh, this strip mall. I envisioned this place, uh, this this land, to be more than just a, a church and more than just a meeting place on Sunday. Uh, I envisioned this place being uh, a location where there are different ministries and there are different um, things that people in this community can come to this campus Monday through Saturday and experience not just, you know, things that they would be interested in, but also experience the presence of Jesus. You know, whether it's coffee or uh, physical fitness or uh, recovery classes or, you know, just uh, times where kids can come and play, what, whatever it is, uh, they're going to get to come and experience that part of it. But they're also, they're also going to get to witness the presence of Christ. And I believe that this place is a special place because of the prayer and because of the intentionality and because of the, uh, just the willingness to steward what God's given us, not just for us, but, you know, for the kingdom. And so, uh, yeah, man, that's kind of been my vision all along is this, this to be a place that's a campus for the community, uh, that has opportunity for, you know, to invite people in that might not even come to a church on Sunday, but would come to let their kids play on a rec field in the back and, and participate in some of our sports that we may have in the future, you know, those kind of things. So yeah, my vision is to have a place, uh, where Christ is glorified, man, and people experience the glory and the love of the Lord. So well, That's awesome, man. You know, you talk about, you know, just being shy of two years since you launched it. Mm-hmm. And from going to meeting and, you know, the building over there at, the, at False Baptist, which is a very small building, going into that to now having this, mm-hmm. which is pretty substantial, and then getting into soon going to be owning the whole building and, you know, whatever you decide to do with that. You know, that really is a lot in a short amount of time so you can yeah. see what god's blessed you with that yeah so i mean i think that right there is evident that you know you're doing something right and that god's in this for sure mm-hmm. so you know i've noticed that like with my time you know being able and you know get involved of course going to students ministry on monday nights which is what we're about to do and mm-hmm. now also but also um just you know, going to the, like the Christmas service and things like that and just seeing what the church is about. I tell you one thing, community, you can tell, is just really a high point. And, you know, I know you talk about that a lot with that, you know, second world in the name of the church. I think that's yeah. just super important. But so kind of, you know, take us through. We've got Sunday morning service, you know, Sunday evening Zoom calls. But you also said we I saw some pictures on Instagram last night where you just started your false college ministry. Yeah, it was awesome, man. That's awesome. awesome. And then we got students on Mondays. You got small groups throughout the week. Community groups throughout the yeah, week. Yeah, community groups. Recovery and, classes on Thursdays. Yeah. So uh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, it's it's Shock a lot, Cole. man. It is. Shock it's Cole. it's a lot of it's a lot of different ministries and it's a lot of moving parts and, you know, um obviously I I move at a pretty fast pace. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot that's going on. Uh, I love it. I enjoy it. Obviously, you've got to constantly remind yourself where ministry begins, and it does it, it does begin in my home. And I, I think that you know you you can never uh, get so caught up in ministry you're neglecting your 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 family. I mean, and and with that being said, the reason we do the ministries and the reason we do the things we do, and yeah, it's rock solid community church. I believe that if the enemy today 
is trying to attack anything in our world today. It's the family. I believe that. I believe it's the home. I believe that if he can shake up and and pervert and twist up what God has ordained as something that was supposed to be, you know, so great and turn it into something so broken and so destructive, uh, he's going to try to do that any way he can. And so my desire is to have ministries that meet people where they're at, that might draw people into certain certain things. And like you said, yeah, we do a lot. We we do our Sundays, uh, Sunday mornings, and we have a community group meets on Sunday nights. I got a Zoom call doing Sunday nights. We just started our college and young adult ministry on Sunday nights. Uh, Monday nights, our students. Uh, Tuesdays, uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, you got community groups meeting. Rock Solid Recovery meets once a month on Thursday. We look to try to get that more uh, often, uh, eventually every other week. I mean, eventually every week. Uh, but with that being said, uh, Rock Solid Outdoors, you know, that's another ministry we do. Um, you know, it's I kind of I kind of like to do this. I, I'm a I'm a doer, man. Like I want to go after it. You know what I'm saying? And so what I tend to like to do is is I like to jump in, and if I jump in and I get this thing going, you know, I, I want to be able to bring people along with me, and as I bring p- people along with me, I begin to hand it over to them. I want to give them the, you know, the ones that are, are called to those certain certain ministries and those certain things we're doing, I want to be able to hand it off to them and say, hey, take it and run with it. Like, you know, you here, here's the keys to the car. Drive it. If you need gas, let me know. You know what I'm saying? And so that's kind of the way I – I kind of operate with that, but you know, for me, FCA is something that I'm I'm grateful I get to do because Fellowship Christian Athletes emerges so well with church. Uh, for me to be able to do FCA, uh, you know, just coming from actually Limestone, I was at baseball practice uh, in Limestone mm-hmm. just a little while ago. Got to you know share a quick word with those guys and Coach Harker. He's a great guy, man. Loves Jesus, and so I I bounce around different places: uh, Blacksburg, Gaffney, Limestone, and yeah, and really the basketball games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all over the place. But, you know, being able to kind of bridge that gap of like, okay, well, I'm meeting these athletes and coaches where they're at, students, you know, I'm meeting them where they're at. But then is there a way to connect them into that next step of like, how do I know more about Christ? Or how do I get connected into a body where, you know, I can learn or be discipled, you know? And so I think that's important. And I'm look, man, I'm I'm about unity. I'm about the church. I'm not just about rock solid ch- uh, community church. I want to see – the, the church, uh, I want to see it grow. I want to see it thrive. I want to see it, it become and it be what the scriptures display it to be. Powerful, man. The move of God that you see in Acts. I mean, witnessing, you know, these believers that were all unified and they just carried this love for each other. It was it was something to be, to, to, to be really um, looked at and just like blown away by. Uh, you know, like if you came into a room with a group of believers in the church in that day and time, like you would have just witnessed this supernatural, unified, loving body that was just willing to sell possessions and willing to, you know, do whatever it took to to help each other. And that's that's kind of where I'm at with it too. I want to see, I want to see our church. I want to see our community. I want to see us all come together and, and be able to root and cheer each other on. I, I could care less about you know, the number of people that are showing up on Sunday. I want to, I want to see people that I know are coming to know Jesus and we're, we're changing this community for him. So, yeah. That's awesome. I think too, that's one thing that, you know, when you say that, that pops in my head is that also, if you look at the early church in those days, Mm -hmm. you know, you talk about your community groups, those, they meet at, you know, whoever does it, their home, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool because that's how it started 
-hmm. if you look at in the New Testament, that's how the Holy Church started was in homes. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's something that, because, you know, if we want to, you know, with some churches, you know, it's just one building and, you know, you go in there on Sundays, but you kind of have to like, you know, put yourself up a little bit and go in there where at, if you're doing something at your home, I think you're going to be much more real mm. with those people, yeah. right? Because yeah. if, they're, if they're coming into your home, you're going to be real with them. And I think that's what it's all about. It's being authentic yeah. and just being truly, that's what, that's what, that's what church means to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a home, when you, when you go into someone's home, it becomes more personal. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's more yeah. personal. It's just like, okay, I'm, I'm giving you access into this area of my life that, is very personal, you know, and yeah. so uh, when, when you're able to kind of like relinquish that and people are able to come in, you get to know people deeper. Relationships, you know, are, are formed in ways that maybe they wouldn't have been formed, you know, at, at, at church on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's, that's another thing. Yeah, they, Acts 2, it said they gathered in the temple as well daily, but uh, I just think there's something special about uh, believers coming together in homes and, and, and eating together, fellowshipping, fellowshipping together, uh, praying together, reading the word together. I just think that's, that's something special. And so, you know, my desire is, is for that, that. That's where, that's where you're going to experience your discipleship. That's where you're going to experience your communion. Like that's where you're going to really, um, become vulnerable and get to know people. And so that, that to me is essential in, in, in growing the church today. So, yeah. Absolutely. I think, too, uh, one thing that I really appreciate is that, you know, you definitely seem to want to really facilitate, use the church as kind of an instrument. Mm. Well, I think I think sometimes it's almost as if in some churches, as if the people in the congregation are the instrument for like the church. But you're kind of using the building and other buildings to kind of house God's people in a yeah. lot of ways. And I think that's really great because... You know, as you know, we've talked about before, it's almost like some churches will kind of shut down during the week mm. and just kind of open for a couple hours on Sunday. And, you know, about, you know, kind of like the business aspects of that where like the church is kind of, you know, it's, it's people at the end of the day. So I think that that's something that's important, too. But at the same time, it's, you know, uh, investing in the people, too. It's like recovery missions. I mean, that's something that's like so important right now, because if you look at, you know, and it's always been an issue, but the last several years, the way that drugs and addiction have really, you know, ramped through a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that's really needed as well, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, how are we, how are we stewarding the resources that have been given to us? You know, that's the, that's the question. Like, how are we stewarding the resources that have been given us? I mean, my thing is, is if God's given us a, a great opportunity with a building uh, to use, then let's use it to its full potential. Let's not take take that for granted. And, uh, you know, I think it's important to recognize and realize that, you know, when God gives us these opportunities, we can't be content and complacent. We've got to really be adamant that, hey, let's, let's strike while the iron's hot. Like, let's take it and let's, let's go as far as we can with it and let's Let's reach as many people for Jesus as we possibly can, and so that's kind of my my thing. I, I don't want to, I don't want to have any, I don't want to waste time. I don't want to waste space. I want to be able to use everything I possibly can for the glory of God. I mean, and I think that's that's really how we have to be, and I think that's what we have to get to in our in our life. And I think, especially as a pastor, as a leader, uh, you know, I think 
it's very important that I lead by example. And I think that obviously uh, there's a lot of eyes that are on me and there's a lot of people that are looking at me for guidance or looking at me of how I respond to certain things or how I, you know, act in certain situations. And um, I just think it's important that I, I'm able to, you know, stay connected in a way to Christ that he is leading me and I'm following him wholeheartedly and the people are able to see that and recognize that and they're able to follow along as well. So I think that's important. So. Absolutely. And, you know, we all, it's funny you mention that because we all, in, in my FCA group today, we were talking about the false, uh, we were talking about stewardship. And if you're, I'm trying to remember the false board. If you do well with the little, he'll bless you with a lot. Mm, yeah. And if you don't, then he'll take that little bit that you have away. So I think that's, I think that, that really says a lot about stewardship. What's the false support of that false? It's if, I don't think it's that if, if you. Uh, he who has been, uh, uh, I think it's something like he's who, he who has been given much. Uh, I don't know. I have to look it up. But anyway, yeah. If you're good with the lot, he'll, with the little, he'll bless you with the lot. And I think that's something too. I think sometimes, you know, starting with that oftentimes leads up to that. But one thing, you know, you talk about FCA. Uh, and just the ministry that that is. And we've had, you know, people on who are affiliated with FCA. Uh, Jimmy McFarlane and I, who I, I know you know, uh, has talked about, you know, character coaching. Yeah. And, like, what that means with the team and kind of the process of that and getting started, especially with, like, a new coaching administration, getting involved with the team, you know, seeing what you can do, and eventually, you know, really getting in, in there and really being an instrumental part of that team's lives. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, you know, telling them about the gospel and just being there for them, right? That's it. So, you know, coming on board with FCA, it, it's a, it, it's a, it's a field that is wide open. I mean, you know, you talk about where Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, pray to the Lord of the harvest that He will send laborers, you know, into the fields. And so, uh, yeah, that's my prayer. I, I pray that you know we can get more people that recognize the opportunity that FCA gives us as Christians to minister to many coaches and athletes. Um, it gives you access, you know, you get ex uh, you get accessibility that, you know, many other things are not going to give you. And so with that accessibility, I mean, you know, just a little while ago, I'm able to share, you know, scripture and just, you know, key, key things about Christ to a college baseball team. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's awesome to have that opportunity, and so I, I try to I try to tell pastors, I try to tell people, uh, if you're looking to try to get plugged in and connected into something to where God can use you, I mean, FCA is great. Uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, I, I'm always encouraging believers that want to get plugged in and do ministry to really strongly consider, you know, getting connected somehow in this community in Cherokee County. We currently, I'm the only full-time uh, uh, full-time staff for FCA in Cherokee County. We're, we're working towards getting some more people on board and praying that works out. Um, so, you know, currently right now, it's a lot, you know, to try to cover all the different places. I was telling our character coaches the other day in, in Blacksburg when I met with them, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm probably my own worst critic, to be honest with you. I don't know. There are some other people that probably criticize me a lot more. But anyway, no, nah, I'm just uh, – I'm, I'm constantly feeling like, you know – I can I can do more and I can give more, and uh, you know I was just telling them the other day I said I think we've done a 
I think we've done a good job with FCA. I'm coming up to finishing up to my second year. Uh, I think we've done a good job, uh, but really, I feel like we've we've um, we've made a lot of tracks uh, with FCA, but we've got to get to a transition of where we're we're leaving trails. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between leaving some tracks and leaving trails. When you've left trails, it means that hey, man, it's constant, it's consistent. There's something that's been present there. You know what I'm saying? And so my desire, my hope, and my prayer is that we can, as a, as a ministry in Cherokee County, bring along more laborers that are willing to go out into the harvest and, and, and be constant and consistent to where there's a character coach that is connected or plugged in or, you know, uh, you know been stationed for every single sports team in Cherokee County. Gaffney, Blacksburg, and Limestone. That's my ultimate desire. So just got to work towards that. But, yeah. Absolutely. But, no, it really is just an incredible organization if you look at, you know, the real impact that it has. Because I think a lot of times, you know, I think different people respond differently. So for some people, if, if it's an athlete, you know, maybe that's the only way that they would ever hear about Jesus, you know? If that's the old, you know, false experience with it, I think it very well might. So I think that, you know, the way that that goes could really have a special impact on that. But also, uh, aside from the sports teams, we'll say, and just like in the schools when you have the FCA meetings every day, that's something that even with me being homeschooled, I go to the ones at Blacksboro, and it, it really is great. I think that, you know, kind of taking a time out from everybody's school day, especially on a Monday, it's the most hectic day mm, when everyone's yeah. in there and they've got, you know, they're already stressed out about the whole week and everything, but it's kind of a stop, kind of, you know, time out and really being able to come together and, you know, get into the world and just uh, fellowship with one another. So I think that's really special as well. Like, you know, I think at the different ways that they do it, I think that really has a lot to do with it. Okay, so I think that has a lot to do with it, too. But uh, I would definitely say that the way uh, FCA is just managed, you can tell I think it's becoming, you know, more influential in the community. I mean, you look at, like, the Gaffney football team, Mm. who, you know, has had two very good seasons. Uh, Being involved with them, how would you say that specifically you're able to kind of help that team? Yeah, so, you know, for me, um, my my relationship – you know, with Gaffney football, it really it started when I was a uh, when I was a student pastor at North Point Church, and um, I had the opportunity to come on board. And you know, you can we like to call you know a lot of people call chaplains you know call it chaplains. Uh, we we kind of make it a little bit more hipper name now. It's called character coaches. So you know, I was able to come on board and just minister to the coaches and athletes and did that. And I left and went to Easley. And so when I went to Easley and accepted a student pastor position there, uh, Kirk Dillingham, he came on board and he began to uh, minister with those guys and does a great job of that. And so one thing I've always been adamant about is um, it's not about me. I don't. I don't. I don't need any kind of glory or recognition, you know, from from people. I mean, obviously, we're fleshly creatures. We we can easily get kind of sidetracked. But uh, for me, I think it's always important that that these athletes and coaches they they get to hear from multiple people. Like they get to get a you know a glimpse of this individual and a glimpse of this individual and those kind of things. And so, Kurt's done a good job with that. And I'll come in and I'll I'll just kind of just kind of be present. I mean, for me. I get 
lots of opportunities to speak, do devotionals, to share. I get that a lot. And really, I've kind of got to where I enjoy uh, just being there and just serving in any way. Like, you know, whatever you need me to do. I do it with uh, Limestone University with the football team, Coach Furry. And so, uh, for me, it's not really a huge role of, like, getting up and speaking and all this kind of stuff. That's really not even the the the, the thing that – is is more prevalent in that in that role it's really just like being present you know and you you get conversation with these athletes you you're asked to pray for them or you do a bible study with these players and and you know you get more in depth with things or you know just going to a game and and trying to help with food or unload waters and stuff i mean you know we can get too we can get too carried away and think well it's just about me giving a devotional see here's the thing this is this is what a lot of people i'll talk to and they're like yeah, man, I'd love to be a part of FCA. Let me know when you want me to come speak to a team. And I'm like, well, that's great. Like, I want these teams to hear different people speak. That's awesome. Obviously, we want to share the good news and gospel. But it's so much more than that. Yeah. Like, it's so much more than just coming and doing a devotional. It's about just trying to be consistent and, and, like, really meeting these kids where I'm telling you there's days that, you know, I mean, like, for instance, today I, I did. I'm just standing there, didn't come to share devotional at Limestone Baseball Practice. And Coach Hawker's like, hey, man, you got a word for us? Yeah, man, I'll share something. So I shared something with them. We prayed and we went out there. And, and the devotional part was good, but really what was better was when I'm just kind of hanging around out there and I got guys talking to me and they're asking me about this and we're talking about that and we're catching up on this. And, you know, it's, it's relational. That's what it is. It's relational. And so, yeah, with Gaffney football, that was kind of like a – a launching point. Blacksburg, man. I mean, heck, Blacksburg is a Blacksburg is an awesome place. I mean, that's your, you know, your territory yeah. in a sense. And so, uh, I never, I never really grew up and spent much time in Blacksburg until I got on board with FCA. And I tell Blacksburg people all the time, I love Blacksburg. I mean, I think it's such a cool, neat little place, neat little area. Uh, you know, with football of their coach Bachelor. You know, he's going to be taking over and be the head coach this coming year. And I love Coach Bachelor, man. He, he's a great coach. He's passionate. He's He's a uh, player's coach, and uh, he loves Jesus. Yeah. And so, you yeah, know, sure. I think that – I just think that, you know, being able to have that kind of early entry for me with Gaffney football, it's kind of opened the door and kind of made way for me to be able to just kind of expand on that and also hand over, hand over like, teams to people. Um, you know, being able to give certain teams that maybe I've spoke to or I've, I've formed relationships with to other people and watch them, watch them kind of come in and – Watch that grow. So, yeah. yeah. That's one thing that, you know, I've heard you say before is that you like to uh, kind of hand off ministry to people a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, man. And I think that's really special to kind of yeah. be underneath that. So, yeah. I think that definitely has a part of it as well. But, um, yeah, and it's like you never know just like the smallest things, just being involved with young people. And mm-hmm. you never know what these, you know, athletes go through at home or just their personal life or anything. But that can really make a difference. So, that's special. But – um, where would you say that whether this be with FCA, you know, you talk about you would love to have uh, Limestone, Blacksburg, and Gaffney, one on all of those teams individually, I'm guessing you meant, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, I think man. that I think that would be incredible, and I think that would be really influential. But also, uh, where do you see the church in, you know, a period of end of time? Where do I see the church appear? Where? Where do you see the church at a specific time? Like just that, like at some, like where do you see this all going? With the church, yes. like Rock Solid Community yes, Church. That's what I'm at. Yeah. So, um, 
Because, like, I've heard you talk about, you know, you start in the bank building, obviously, and then you yeah. move in here, and then I'm, you know, kind of building on and yeah. just really. You know, you mentioned, uh, I mean, handing off ministry. You know, you, you know, I, I don't know. You can easily, especially when you get to where you're put on a platform a lot and you're speaking a lot and you're sharing all these things a lot, you can easily get to where you feel as if like it's about you and, and, and it's it's not. And so I do enjoy handing off ministry to other people, the right people, you know, making sure they're, hey, these are the right people that need to be in these positions. And so if, if they're not, then I don't, I don't do that. But um I believe if I'm just kind of sitting here in the grand scheme or grand scope of things, I kind of I envision, you know, these these buildings, the strip mall, this place uh, being uh, an opportunity for ministries or for different uh, for different organizations to be able to utilize and use on a day-to-day basis, uh, not just a church on a Sunday or a Wednesday. I believe it will become a, a, a harbor. It'll be a, uh, it'll just be a hub, I think, in this community where ministries and organizations are being able to take advantage of, of us saying, hey, use it. Like, we're not, I, I mean, we're not in this for compensation. I mean, I'm not in this. I mean, that's that's evident because, I mean, I say this a lot, but I don't take a salary for the church. My salary comes from FCA. There's no paid staff at this church, which is even more crazier to people, but that's the truth. And so it's been crazy to see how God's used that. But my thing is I see this place becoming a place where organizations, ministries, I mean, maybe even some, some schooling, after-school program, whatever, you know, those kind of things kind of begin to – take advantage and utilize this place during the week, eventually someday down the road. And we expand and we grow on that. And then as we do expand and we grow on that, I think that, you know, my heart too is to raise up young pastors, man, young ministers. Like I want to see, you know, people that come here that are passionate about the word of God and passionate about teaching and preaching and proclaiming, you know, being the hands and feet of Jesus, those kind of things. But being able to raise up young Timothys like Paul did. And, and I believe that, you know, I don't know how long, I don't know when it's going to get, but I think that there'll be a day when there will be a campus pastor here that's not me. And, and yeah. not, that I won't, not that I won't be a part of it, not that I wouldn't be maybe an elder, and not that I wouldn't be, I don't know what kind of title you'd give me, maybe it'd be a founding pastor, a senior pastor, whatever, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, you would have a campus pastor here, and I believe that maybe someday God opens door for me to actually uh, be a full-time speaker slash evangelist. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody that speaks at conferences and speaks at different FCA events and does these kind of things. Um, I've always been somebody that talked a lot. I was, you know, I get in trouble in school for talking. I did that a lot, but um, I never would have imagined God would give me um, just the, the ability to say and speak some of the things I speak. Like even on this podcast, I'll probably go back and listen to it and I'll be like, you know, I mean, I say things that are not not from me. They're from him. You know what I'm saying? And, and I believe that God is going to put me in some places, and he's going to speak. Like, he's going to use me. It ain't me. It's him, and, and he's going to speak in that. So I could see one day, um, you know, this being a place of ministry. Who knows, buying, buying land that joins beside it. I don't know. You know, there's some land that does join it. And so, you know, maybe buying land that joins beside it, and then we build a, a another church building, and this whole thing is just ministry, man, just full-blown ministry. I mean, we're talking five, ten. We're talking ten years, yeah. you know, five, ten, whatever. Yeah. But I tell people that, and they're like, God's dude. Time. Yeah, 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 for sure. But, you know, I tell people they're like, 
you're crazy. Why would you think that far? Why would you do that? I was like, well, I mean, I can remember coming to this building at Roxall Community Church with 11 people and sitting, actually standing at this table that we're at right now and laying a big piece of paper across it and drawing out the vision that I felt like God put on my heart for this strip mall. And it's crazy because... Um, it's crazy because I can actually see God carrying out, you know, certain pieces of what I had envisioned and what I had laid out. Now, granted, okay, like you thought this was going to be, yeah, there's little things here and there that aren't exactly what it is. And and, yeah. I, and I'm fine with, you know, God's going to do whatever he wants, however he wants. But, yeah, uh, yeah I just, I just, Here's the bottom line, dude. I want people to fall madly in love with Jesus. That's what I want. I mean, that's that's what I want. You know, Paul, I read about Paul in scriptures, Peter, James, John, you know, these people, they laid it all out there. They laid it all out there. Like they laid everything on the line for Jesus Christ and they went out and they proclaimed the gospel to people. And yeah, I'll use whatever he gives me. I'll steward whatever he gives me. But the greatest thing he's given me is the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. And so I want to continue just to carry that out. So Absolutely. Yeah. That's incredible. One thing else that I think of is, you know, we're big on, you know, solving and service. Mm-hmm. And not just necessarily because I think some people have an idea of churches like, you know, you got the people on the stage mm-hmm. that will throwing it out to the people in the congregation. But – what I think it needs to be is just kind of everybody kind of grouped in together, solving each other. Mm. So, and that's one thing I love that you really encourage members to, you know, solve in different capacities and whatever they feel called to. So what do you feel like that looks like for Christians all across the, like America, just service, yeah. just like their day-to-day lives yeah, and leadership and things? You know, I mean, even when you read in scripture and the gospels, even, even the disciples, they struggled at times with serving each other. You know what I'm saying? Like you saw where they argued over who was going to be the greatest. You know, who's yeah. going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? You know, I want to, I want, I want to know this. Who's going to be the greatest? Can I? Do, and Jesus really set the tone and the example. You know that if you want to be first, you got to be last. You know, if you want to, you know, um, truly minister to people, you got to be willing to serve people. You got to be willing to get dirty. Like we, we, we're, we're not called to be just like clean um sunday morning service christians like we're called to be people that go out and get dirty and we serve others and we meet others where they're at um and so i just think that you know uh, us as a church rock solid community church uh one of the one of the things that i think is pretty cool one of our our community group leaders, we, we don't, we don't really have, we don't have what we call members. You know, a lot of times you go to churches, you got a member. And so we don't call it that. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's fine if they want to, but, uh, he, he created partners. That's what we call it partners. And so it's really emphasized that we are not just a member of something like we're not just a member, like you would be a member of a country club or a member of the Elks Lodge or a member of, you know, that's not, that's not really what it is. Like we are partners. We're partnering in something here. If we belong to Christ, we belong to the church. We're partnering in a mission that he's commissioned us to go and do. And so I just feel like, um, by branching out and stepping out and and not just serving people outside the church, but serving our people inside the church. Well, I just think that really shows people, it gives them a glimpse of 
what Jesus Christ is all about and what his followers really look like. So, yeah. yeah. Something else I've thought about in the last couple of weeks, ministry looks different for different people, I think. Mm, yeah. So I think if someone's, I think someone, I, or maybe, I think I did for a long time, you associated called a ministry with being a full-time pastor, mm. which isn't always the case, mm. is almost mm. a lot of times not the case. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I feel like, well, I think if someone says, you know, oh, I feel called to ministry, I think we're all called, called we're all called to ministry yeah. in a way. And I thought about that for the first time a couple weeks ago. It's like, oh, well, I guess I am in a way too. Mm. So I think that looks different, you know, depending on what your situation is, what, you know, you feel like God's gifted you with and things of that nature. But yeah. yeah. So to kind of switch gears a little bit, talk about like the church on like a large scale, what would you say, um, what do you feel like is maybe hurting the church a little bit right now? Like, what do you think we need to maybe get better at? Just as a whole, just like as the body of Christ. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say humility. Yep. We need, we need humility and we need unity. Humility and unity, I think. I think what we've gotten away from is, you know, um, being humble and also, I think what we've gotten away from is learning to be unified. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's certain truths and foundational principles that, you know, we, we, we anchor our faith on, right, that we can't waver on at all. But there's also certain preferences. Now, preference is something you prefer, yeah. you know. Uh, there are certain preferences that the church today has begun to like – infiltrate or begin to make people perceive that if that's not the way you do that is the church this church here you don't you don't do it quite this way then we can't do ministry together or yeah. we can't come together and 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 fellowship you know and we we paint this picture of like we love each other we'll see people in public and and you know it's like hey how you doing brother good good but the unity's not there. Like, there's yeah. not this, you know, love for each other just because, you know, I, you know, you you would rather, you know, sing hymns and this is not a hymn, or maybe you want to read out of this translation. And you know, I, obviously, there's certain boundaries in that, but I'm just saying, there's also um, just some things that people have allowed pride. Like, there's this pridefulness. Yeah. Like, there's so much pride. Like, one of my things is this. I mean, I I just I think, you know, just where we're at, I can just speak of where I'm at. I see around, there's churches everywhere. There's churches on every corner. So it's like, at the very least we could do, some of these churches that are struggling, that literally, you know, you have these big buildings and they're half empty on Sundays. Like, you know, there's not there's not many people there. Like, the least we could do is say, well, hey, Rock Solid is struggling and, and they don't have many people. And their DNA is a lot like this church here, and they're really they're really growing pretty good. But then over here, this church is a lot like them as well, and they're struggling too. Like, why don't we just like sell the properties and the buildings, and then we come together for one? Like, let's just let's just all merge and let's become stronger because we're willing to be unified. And uh, I don't think you you're gonna see that necessarily because of the the pridefulness and because of the fact that we're not willing to compromise on certain things that can be compromised on, you know. And so, I just think the church today, we got to be more humble and we got to be more unified. Like, 
you know, you read scripture and you look at the church, you look at Acts and you look at it, even Ephesians and you just see in Ephesians where Paul's writing to them about unity. Like, man, there's, there's just this supernatural unity amongst believers. And, um, yeah, I just don't, I don't really, I don't really see that today, man. We're in such a, I, I tell you, man, I, I just, I'm reminded so much more in our culture, this Western culture we live in, um, Golly, man, we emphasize so many things and we put so much like, you know, uh, so much uh, emphasis on like specific things that really just don't matter. It really just don't matter. And we get so caught up in like hustle and bustle and here and there. And I mean, I do it, you know, it's like, and you're really like missing the main focus and mission of why Christ came and why he give us the Holy Spirit. And so, um, I just think that we've got to be able to really recognize and realize what the scriptures are teaching us and what they're showing us and be able to apply those to our life, man. So, yeah, absolutely. So I, as a minute, as someone in ministry, as a pastor, you know, it's kind of a vigorous, it's not kind of, it is a vigorous job. Mm -hmm. What would you say, kind of speaking on like behalf of like a lot of pastors, what would you say that is something that as people and as Christians we need to either pray for you, for you on or just that, that maybe people don't quite understand about that or just yeah. maybe a downfall of that, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, w- I would say, I would say, um, you know, and this is something I've been thinking about, you know, a lot lately because it, it, it does, it, it affects me and I know it affects these other pastors, I mean, they've been in it way longer than I have. Uh, I would say, you know, you, you call a pastor. A pastor is a is a shepherd. You know what I'm saying? Like he is a shepherd to his flock. And when his flock hurts or when his flock strays or when his flock is, you know, nowhere to be found, that pastor hurts too. You yeah. know, it's a – it's a hard thing. And so for for me as a pastor, I'd say the hardest part for me, I, I don't know if people really understand, is that, um, you know, it, it hurts us when we see our flock or it hurts us when we see people we love and care about uh, straying or, you know, leaving or, you know, just not – you know, not not really understanding how much we love them and care about them. You know, and I, I think that uh, I think you know that's probably something every pastor struggles with is is trying to you know make that that balance of like, hey, my sheep need to know truth and my sheep need to understand like, hey, this is the way. Like, this is how it works. These are the things you need to know. Mm. And at the same time them also know the extreme amount of love we have for them. You know what I'm saying? And and so I think a lot of times um, there can be this stigma of, you know, like maybe, yeah, you just prepare sermons and get up and preach. And that's that's not even, that's not even like, I don't even, I mean, obviously I I, I take great pride and I take great emphasis on preaching because it's the Word of God. And so, but that's not even for me the, the three quarters of it. I mean, it's just not. I mean, it's people say to me, man, I'm called to preach. Uh, you know, it, what are you defining as 
you're called to preach or yeah. you're just called to get up and share a message. I mean, because if that's what you feel like being a preacher is all about, then you totally don't understand what that is. And so, um, yeah, man, I, I think – and there's a lot of just amazing, great pastors in this community in Cherokee County. Yeah. I mean, literally oh. that have laid their lives out there for their flock and they have witnessed their flock stray, leave, uh, bash them. Uh, you know, just different things like that. I'm not saying that for me. I'm just saying, like, you know, our our greatest hurt are people. That's it. Our greatest hurt are people because we we want to see people come to know Christ, and it it hurts us when 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 we don't see that. So I don't know. That would just be yeah, me. I don't know. That, no, that's a great answer. I think too. It's like surely God must kind of show you a lot of stuff. Yeah. And that, like maybe that, like maybe you might have insight on something that, like, someone that really isn't on the front lines like that may not see. And like, and at the same time, it's like, you know, <laughs> I think you know, for some people, and I'm not saying there's nobody like this, but you know, I think we oftentimes get this idea that a pastoral job is pretty easy because you just speak for an hour on Sundays and then you just hang out the rest of the week. Yeah. But you know, I look at you know people like you, who I mean, you got to you know dozen things going on every day yeah and it's boom 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 yeah. and at the same time on top of that you, you know with uh, just take you for example with the church with fca but at the same time that you know maybe you know other people you know that maybe i don't see as much is at the same time you have a wife you have kids mm -hmm. and that's you know a full-time yeah. commitment as well no that doubt. god you know gives to you so i think yeah. there's just so much to unpack on that i think and I yeah think maybe sometimes we miss the mark on that or maybe we just yeah. But, yeah. And I would say, too, something that you just hit on. I would say another struggle as pastors and ministers, I would say that people don't really realize is, like, the, the, the constant reminder of trying to be able to delegate the proper amount of time to your family because you're asked so much of for ministry to so many other people. And it's a lot of times you feel, you feel like you've poured out so much, you know, to these other people. And it can be very easy for you to pour out so much to them, and then as you've pulled out, poured out so much to them, your 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 main ministry gets very little. You know what I'm saying? As far as like your attention, as far as like your conversation, as far as like your energy. Um, so, and I'm referring to my family, like my yeah. wife and my kids. So it's like you know you got to really, you got to really like be able to um, keep the priority you know the main priority you know emphasized around you know your main ministry which to me is my wife and my kids and granted you know what i mean i was talking the other day i got a six a four and a two year old um yeah they're doing some stuff right now but yeah if they if they do activities and they're when they get to be 10 8 and 6 i mean they're at ages now where you know one could be playing baseball on this day one's dancing on this day one's and i hadn't i hadn't quite got to that point yet you know what i'm saying yeah. and so, well, when, young, so yeah. yeah they are young but when that happens you know there's gonna have to be that like okay where do i cut this off because i've got to be here and i need to be there yeah. and i've got to be yeah so you know anyway that's awesome I'm going to take like a two-second break so the clock doesn't run out. But I've, you know, to kind of close it up, i got a really cool question I'd like to ask you that I've yeah. never asked you. Yeah. So kind of ministry aside for a second, yeah. if that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, your guy. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, you know, family time's a big thing. But, you know, you like to hunt four-wheelers. You like to ride them. Yeah, man. Anything else. But, you know, what would you say that... 
maybe in your personal life with you know your kids or you know your marriage or something what would you say something that's really cool that happened this year that you felt that we really just enjoyed as a family and stuff you would say or just or, you enjoyed with your family your family yeah. enjoyed just anything in your in your personal life that was just really cool this year yeah well I mean I, I would say that you know this past year you know obviously we're in 2023 now so it's January but like oh, 2022 yeah. I mean you know that year um you know man it, it's been it's been such a crazy year in the sense of you know you as a family you go from like expecting this this great thing because you know we lost a child yeah. last year you know so holland she passed away in april and so that was you know that was a roller coaster man that was that was crazy you know, have to go through that and, and and experience that uh but you know getting through that knowing you know the lord's in control of that situation and so i would just say for us as a family you know we this year we're actually going to Disney World. We uh, oh. we're excited about that. We've never never been to Disney World, but I just uh, I enjoy seeing my kids. Like it's been cool, like seeing my kids like grow. You know what I'm saying? It seems like you look at them and they they went from you know just being this way to that way. Drake, my son, um, he take it. He, he take listen to me. Terrible speech, but anyway, he he takes uh, speech classes, and so he's. He's really had to develop and grow more in the way he speaks. It's just, it's been a struggle for him. And so, like, you get to witness and see his growth in that, which is was pretty cool. Um, Penelope, you know, my little girl, she, this past year, you know, she just, seeing her grow, she loves to dance. She does dancing and stuff and seeing her mm-hmm. growing out. But also, like, we had some great times just spending time in the woods. You know, she loves to hunt. She likes to go hunting with me, and we enjoy that. And then Houston, man, he is, he's a mess. I mean, he's just. Is he, he the youngest? Yeah, he's hes a mess. He's a, he's a wreck, man. And uh, he's just all boy. And seeing his little personality <laughs> grow, yeah, seeing his little That's personality grow and develop, um, it's been its been pretty cool to see that and watch that. But I would say out of, out of all that, you know, just watching my kids, you know, uh, kind of get emotional thinking about this but instead of watching my just watching my kids grow and develop man my wife she is just man she's awesome dude she really is and uh i, I tell people man get emotional on your hey, podcast good, here. Man. i tell good. people all the time i say you know uh i get to do what i do because of such a great and just graceful and just merciful an awesome woman at home, but not just that. Um, when we planted this church, you know, you plant a church and you start a church. I mean, you got to be a, a Swiss Army pocket knife. You got to do a lot of different things, man, and be able to carry a lot of different, you know, uh, titles. And my wife, you know, coming from Easley at Five Point and then coming into this, you know, she has taken like the role of a children's minister and like, you know, really as a pastor's wife at this church she has taken that and just really set such an amazing example of what a godly woman and a godly wife should look like and uh i think that's probably through holland when we lost our child and even through all that and seeing the pain that that brought her and all of us you know but seeing her even take that and make it a ministry holland's hope to where we minister to other families who have lost children you know, 
I'm in, I'm in the limelight a lot. I'm in the spotlight a lot. You know, I'm the guy out front that talks and everything. And my wife, she's behind the scenes, but I tell you, man, I admire her. She is, she is something, she's something else, man. She really is. I mean, her character, her integrity, just her perseverance, the way she, I mean, every husband says this about their wife, but really this past year, 2022, from us planting a church and going into our second year, losing a child, our children growing, seeing all that, my highlight from 2022, as I sit here and think of it, is just watching my wife just be strong, persevere, and grow, not just physically, but spiritually. So That's beautiful, man. Yeah. Really. I really mean that. Well, man, we appreciate you so much. And let me just tell you this. When I say, and I know I said this last time we tried to do this, but... I kind of see, you know, from last time we had you on and me getting involved and with other things that, you know, get involved in students' ministry and things like that. And just, we have a, you know, we're about to do it tonight. I'm so excited. I look forward to it every week. But we really do have a great group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, you know, Coach Smiley, you know, leading our flocks and everybody in there, you know, we got guys that we talk, you know, throughout the week and share different stuff and coach each other. Yeah. It's awesome. But let me tell you something. That really kind of set off kind of me really getting to, like, this may not be the best terminology, but, like, a whole nother level of, like, Jesus. Mm, And, like, just really taking it seriously. Because, you know, I feel like I was just so just kind of content with being just okay. Mm, Just kind of going through the motions. And, you know, just, you know, different things happen that, you know, Mm. discourage you sometimes. But I would say that overall... That and then getting involved with, you know, other people. I feel like God is just in the past year has just really, that's one thing I'm thankful for. God has just really thrown some just incredible, godly, influential people in my life. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for you and what you're doing and just helping me grow mm-hmm. in faith. And, you know, I know I can text you anytime and, yeah. you know. But, uh, so yeah. So what would you say is just, you know, you know me and you know what, you know, I'm kind of, Obviously not with the same things per se, but, you know, I'm definitely, you know, ambitious and kind of have a vision of what I would like to do yeah. in my life as well. And somebody, you know, also from like personal side with like a family and things, someone who's kind of on the other side of that is still way on me. So I'm kind of before that, what's something that, you know, you would just like to tell me? First thing that just pops in my mind. Scripture. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God yeah. and everything else will be added to you. So it's like, okay. There's this, there's this, you know, desire for me to grow closer to Jesus and to desire what I'm going to experience someday with him. And so if I don't lose sight and don't lose focus of why I'm doing what I'm doing today, and it's because of him and it's through him. If I can keep my eyes fixated on that and fixated on him, everything else will take care of itself. I mean, you just be passionate, you know, work hard, push yourself uh, be everything that you can be. Leave it all out there. Um, I say it a lot. I want to be, I want to be someone that dies empty. I know that sounds weird. Maybe it sounds bad, but I just want to make sure that I can constantly try to give everything I can. First of all, to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to my family, to my ministry, and to just other people. And so, I just think if you're willing to put in the work, put in the effort, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Put all the pieces where they need to fall. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I think a lot of people need to heal that, too. Yeah. And, you know, like with spending a lot of time in youth ministry yeah. between North Point and Five Points, what do you think? This is my last one. We'll end it. What do you think is something that young people 
need to heal as a whole. Mm. Don't, don't be afraid to be different. Like, don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to do something that everyone else is not doing. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say 35 years old and, you know, you've got the experience to do the things that I've done now and this kind of thing. But, like, uh, I just look back and I think about young people and I know how hard it is to try to, you know, fit in or try to not, you know, experience any kind of, like, mockery or ridicule or any of those kind of things. And, and looking back at it now, it's kind of like, man, dude, like, be fearless, be bold, be courageous. Like, let God just supernaturally take control and change you in your life and be that person that people look at. And if they want to make fun of you because you follow Jesus, like, praise God. Like, let's keep storming. Let's keep going. Let's keep moving forward, you know. So I would just say don't be afraid to be different. So, All right. Yeah. Man, thank you so much for your time. Yes, really, sir. I appreciate you. Really. Sir. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. All right. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. We'll have a little closing thing that I do.